Meanwhile, Jeff has me saying, historically, babe, take out the trash. Him, I was going to. Me, historically, you don't. <laughs> historically, I'm the raunchiest person in the chat. <laughs> Michelle. Historically. Always making me laugh. Historically, historically. Michelle, you are historically the raunchiest person. Next. True story. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> and here we go. We're live. Okay. You live? I don't know. I gotta find it. Yeah. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the What Would Jeff Do show. This is Joelle sitting next to me, and what we do is this is a Q&A show. You ask questions, we give answers, and um, what we do is we talk about um, dog training, believe it or not. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes you're like, I thought this was a dog training show. That's if I go on a rant, but it's been a while since I've gone on a, a good rant, which is probably keeping the show nice and short. Mm. Um, um, we do have a new time. At, we're trying for 7 o'clock. Every once in a while, we'll probably have a show at 8 o'clock, especially when we travel. Like, I know we're traveling this weekend, mm -hmm. Saturday night. If we do a show in Frederick, we might do it at 8 because of the seminar. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll <clears> see how it goes. Um, you ask a question about your dog, and and... and we, we'd like to be able to, I'd like to be able to give you sometimes more of a complete answer. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult, though, to do that because of the um, the lack of time, the lack of context, the lack of information that I have, the lack of speaking to you, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. It can be a little bit, it can be a little bit challenging. Um, but, uh, and then we also have um, something called Jeff Gelman Seminars. Go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, and we do seminars around the world. You'll see that we are in Frederick, Maryland this weekend, and then Providence, Rhode Island, and then Portland, Oregon after that. Those are the next three, and then there's obviously more after that, but those are, those are, those are going to be the next, the next three that we've got. Um, and what else? And then we've got the training center, which is where we are now, and that's, that's the, the the, I don't want to say the big thing, but that's where we really, we really transform dogs. And Joelle put up some really fantastic videos out there and um, of dogs just doing just incredible stuff. And, you know, a lot of the dogs that are doing incredible things, it's easy to look at them and saying, you know, what's the big deal? You know, my dog does that. It's like, that's great. These dogs, though, that we deal with couldn't do that. We specialize in dog aggression, leash reactivity, anxiety, nervousness, fear. Um, in fact, somebody asked me today um, uh, uh, a question saying, should a dog ever be afraid of its handler? And it's like, well, I need some context. Um, you know, some dogs are afraid of everything. So yeah. as soon as you grab the leash, the dog's afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Like literally, like the dog's just afraid of you. Um, and it's not because you've done anything. You literally just grab the leash and the dog's afraid. Right. Um, the dog's afraid of everything. The dog, should a dog ever be afraid of just standing still? And then we have dogs that are afraid of just standing still. Should a dog be afraid of a plastic bag going by? It's like we have dogs that are afraid of plastic bags going by. So um, sometimes fear is a powerful motivator, though, too. I mean, so, you know, if, if I'm holding the leash 
and the dog has the history of biting kids. Should the dog be afraid to bite a kid if I'm holding the leash? Maybe step one, yeah. At the beginning, sure. Eventually, the dog should just learn not to bite kids. But fear is a powerful motivator. Does that mean you train with fear? Fear is a component. Fear is a powerful component for all, all living, breathing things. Fear keeps you alive. Um, uh, so I think it's important that you've got context to it. Context to it. But when we deal with the dogs that we deal with, they're in a state of fear and nervousness almost all the time. So it doesn't make a difference who's holding the leash. The owner's holding the leash and the dog's afraid. Um, so what's that from? Could be genetics, could be environmentals, it could be so many different things, so many different things. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of variables there. So what we talk a lot about on the show is the step one. Step one is usually correcting the unwanted behavior. You'll notice from a lot of the questions that we get, people are asking us, you know, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? Mm -hmm. So we often talk about like step one, which is usually punishment. But as far as the overall picture of our training center, it's highly reward-based, actually. It's highly reward-based. But step one is you got to stop the bad behavior because in order to start working with the dog, you need the dog to be safe. A lot of these dogs are not safe. They're trying to bite you. They're trying to bite the dog next to them. They're trying to bite um, another trainer. Um, so, you know, step one might be, might be call it a punishment, call it correction, call it an intolerable consequence, call it what you want. Um, but for folks to think that a dog is going to stop an unwanted behavior through a reward-based system, you know, to stop the behavior, no. To start training the new behavior, yes. And that's what we do. But that's step one. Whenever I make the comment saying, you know, nobody likes to talk about it, every once in a while someone will say, well, that's because you don't need to do it. It's like, well, actually, no, you do need to do it. Nobody likes to talk about it because of the backlash that they get, like we get. Um, but I think it's a disservice to owners, to them, to think that that's not what you have to do as far as that step one. So go. Jump right in. Questions. Okay. There's something called Top Chat at the bottom. And the Top Chat, a lot of people like to just throw us a little bit of cash thanking us for you know, 15 years of massive amounts of free content. Um, but also your question tends to go to the top. It tends to go, absolutely goes to the top of the queue. <laughs> YouTube and feels yeah, like it. And um, yeah, so every once in a while it doesn't. Um, I know. And we answer that, but you do not have to pay to play. We absolutely answer every question. So here we go. Uh, Maddie, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hello to everyone in the chat. Hope everyone is having a great night. We are. I just yawned, though, so. It's I have not stopped today. Really? Been going since 4.30 this morning. Yeah. I don't even think I took a lunch. Really? Yeah. That's not healthy. I mean, I ate, but I didn't oh, take an official break. Got it. Got it. Got I got ate it. standing up. Sophia, happy Wednesday. Hey, happy Wednesday Michelle to you. Michelle says hi. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Hey, Michelle. P.M., Hey guys, I have two GSD and three humans, me and a couple in the house. Is there really a thing as an alpha human in the house? I mean, I mean, I think there's, if you don't want to call it alpha, okay, because that is a trigger word for a lot of people, you know, you can just say, you know, this is the philosophy. Humans are above dogs. Let's just make it really, really simple. Humans are above dogs. Call it alpha if you want to. But 
I think I think just humans are more important than dogs. Um, I'm always amazed at somebody that puts dogs above humans. It's like that blows my mind. I'm amazed that people put dogs above children. That really blows my mind. Um, so there's a lot of people, though, that do that. And I think that's one of the things, especially if you've got behavioral problems. Next. Um, Michelle, I love the video about the old store. I'm happy you addressed that. Yeah, I talk about Miko Exotic Wear. People, people, um, what, what made us do that? Well, it's been like, people, I, I used to be, I used to be in the, 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 the adult industry. I owned Miko Exotic Wear, best place for sexy gifts 15 years in a row. We carried lingerie from extra, extra small to 5XL? I think, I think 5XL, I think we went up to. I don't know. So, yeah. I, think I don't we know. Worked, I, I was yeah. working for you then. Because we, we worked, we worked also with some larger ladies, but also cross-dressers. And, um, um, but I talked about it and I've talked, it's funny because it's like, I've addressed it 500 times. Like it's no secret, but I actually made a video on it. I made a video on it and, um, it's like, it's not taboo. This isn't, this isn't 1970s porn in a booth that like, you know, in the back alley. This is like literally like if anybody is. It's oh, mostly just merchandise, right? It's all merchandise. Yeah. Right, but if so any, but, but if anybody is aware of like what's going on out there, like jump onto Amazon. You can buy every sex toy you'd ever want. Almost every sex toy. Jump on to like go into any strip mall and most places have sex shops and there's billboards and it's not a taboo thing. Um, and I did seminars back then. So um, it's one of those things that people use as ammunition against me. Like he used to own a sex store. So that's one more reason why you shouldn't buy, you know, trained dogs. It's like there's zero correlation. <laughs> Absolutely none. It's like. What did everybody else do before they got into the dog training? You know what everybody business? always compliments you on, too, is your human communication skills. It's like... Well, that's why I did probably seminars. probably has a lot to do with your past job history. Well, all my job, my career, my careers. career, my careers that yeah. I've had since I was a very, very young child. Yes. Yeah. Next. Um, Randy, hi, J&J. Happy hump day. Hope your day is going well. It is. Our day was good. Oz and I did a lot of driveway drills today. Thank you for all you do. Oh, you're welcome. Um, R2 Surf. I have a 17-pound dachshund, very aggressive to dogs and humans. What prong collar do you recommend? I've been watching your videos for a long time. Keep it up, Jeff. You rock. So, thank you. So, that would be a 2.25, but... No, that's just a tool. The communication that you're going to be putting behind that tool is what's going to be the most important. Just remember, tools are communication devices. That's why if someone says, you know, someone will say, oh, I'm a food trainer. Okay, great. We use food. So a food trainer does not identify you as a good trainer. So no tool identifies the person as a good or bad trainer. It's like results do. That's the interesting part about, about about dog training. It's like, just because you use a clicker in food, or someone might even say, I tried doing clicker training, it didn't work. And I'm like, well, what were you trying to do with it? Because it works great. But what are you trying to do? Oh, well, my dog was aggressive. And I'm like, well, okay, but what were you trying to do? Stop aggression? No. You need, a, you need to apply a punisher to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, step two and beyond can be all done with 
with reward-based training. You can click or train wrong too. You can have really bad timing. You can have, you can do, you can train your dog to have a really half-assed sit. You can also click or train as a precursor to a punisher. So you can actually, the clicker can actually mean no. I mean. I see a lot of people work, especially leash reactivity when I'm just out in public with a dog and they have their really highly aroused dog staring mine down and they'll click and reward for that. Yeah. It's like you're actually training you're naughty re- behavior. You're reinforcing what you don't want. So someone can say they're. So even food- if the dog's calm and quiet, I get it. It's not being leash reactive, but the look on its face is yeah. like. I'm gonna kill you. Right, it's, lo- it, <laughs> it's it, loading. It's called it's called loading, and yeah. that's when you bonk. And so it's like, and that's what gets me personally has gotten me in a lot of trouble before. But it's like, but that's how you stop the cycle. That's how you stop the cycle. It's sort of like, you know, we compare it to rehab. We compare it a lot to if you've ever known anybody that's ever struggled with um, uh, addiction, such as heroin or alcohol or any drug thinking about doing the drug is when you'd probably want to have the interruption. You probably don't want to wait until they start doing it or they walk into the bar or their dealer shows up at their house. You probably would want to have that interrupter um, delivered way before then, before that before that happened. But it's an interesting conversation that, that people don't understand the timing of things and um, they assume just because the dog isn't currently doing the physical state that you can't address the mental state and it's actually the the way you train the the way you rehab a dog rehab a dog is the mental state now training like sit down place recall that's different Mm. that's once the dog has actually done it like i'm not going to reward you for thinking of sitting i'm not going to reward you for thinking of down so if you're sitting and I say down and the dog's like, I'm thinking about it. Oh, I'll reward you then. But if a kid goes by and the dog goes, I'm thinking about biting the kid, if the dog could talk, um, I would apply the punisher then. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wait until the dog actually did it. I just it. put a post up on that today with that reactive Jack Russell. With Ben we, walking. We walk past a super reactive dog yeah, 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 yeah. and you see her tail go from this to yep. and then I'm like, Ben did a little tap tap yeah. on the e collar. Yeah. She's like, "You're right. I'm not going down that road." Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really important. And I think there's there's huge value. And in, in if if all these folks stopped criticizing and and actually paid attention, they would actually learn. They would actually learn a huge amount. Mm-hmm. A huge amount. Next. Jack. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Joelle. Hey, Jack. Oh, hey, Jack. How are you? M. Gernpet, you are amazing. Hello from Jersey. Well, thank you. I mean, you're amazing. You know, all of you are amazing. I mean, I think we're all amazing, actually. We're all amazing creatures. Um, we really, really are. I mean, so, thank you. Creatures-ish. Did I say creatures? <laughs> yeah. Or I want, did I think I mean, about we it? are creatures. I did say. I guess. I did think about it. You thought about it? Did I, I actually say the word creatures? You said we are amazing creatures. Okay, because I knew I thought about it. Next. We are creatures. Yes. It's such a weird word when you say it a lot. Creatures? Creatures. <laughs> Is that even a word? You know Can, how you say something so much it like doesn't sound real anymore? Because it sounds like the word creeper. Like the, like the word ketchup. That's so weird, isn't it? Really? I've always found that to be such a weird word. You put a lot of ketchup on your food the other day. I love ketchup. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what the fuck was that? A, a waffle? 
What? It looks like a waffle. What are you talking about? What food? I saw you eat something that looked like a waffle. It was a veggie burger. Oh, a veggie burger. With ketchup. Which yes. looks like a waffle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that much ketchup. It was like half a bottle. <laughs> it was a lot of fucking ketchup. <laughs> I do love ketchup. Yeah. Ish. My big dog was aggressive when a worker came to my home. Didn't load, but leash reactive. Had him on a prong collar. Is there a better way to prepare? Didn't have a crate on hand. Yeah, I mean, what you role play it. I mean, you role play it. I mean, you if you don't have a crate on hand, you can do down or place, and you knock on the door, and as soon as the dog gets excited, you would you would apply a correction, and you just role play it and role play it. We we role play that dozens of times here, all the time. We're constantly doing it. So knock on the door, go outside, ring the doorbell, go outside, knock on the door, go outside open up the door, role play like people like delivering things. You know, a lot of people want protective dogs. They're like, oh, I want my dog to be protective. The problem is your dog is going to bite the Amazon delivery person. That's who your dog is going to bite. The UPS driver, the post officer. You know, I mean, I'm not going to discount to say people don't break into homes and that and that, and that um, crime that doesn't exist. I'm not going to like obviously I'm aware of that um but with you with a dog in the house you know your the numbers go go down dramatically um but your dog is most likely going to bite a friend next Sophia how can I teach my dog how to properly interact around other dogs he gives in to full on rough housing every time he goes on into full house yeah. full rough housing if the other dog tries to correct him, he ignores it. Very over-the-top excitement help. Yeah, so, I mean, there's an art to it. There's an art to correct. I mean, there's you can do a couple of things. You can find a dog that has the same play style, number one. You can correct the over-arousal with a remote collar. You can role-play that, um, just getting the dog to. But don't do that for the first time. Make sure you've got a dog that understands the remote. Um, some dogs just go over the top. Your dog just has a really rough play style um some dogs like it um if the other dog corrects it um and your dog doesn't listen what does the other dog do i mean believe it or not some dogs if the other dog is like joining in on the rough housing and it's mutual it's not the worst thing i mean i let my dogs rough house but with each other next maddie uh posted the link to the seminars jeffgilmanseminars.com oh, thank you rachel just got my What Would Jeff Do mug. It's so cute. Also, the What Did We Do at Solid Canine video gave me goosebumps. It was so good. Oh, that's good. Oh, thanks, Yeah, Rachel. that's good. Yeah, that was a serious tone for me. I watched that video and I'm like, do I look too serious? But then it's like, but it's a serious video. It is a serious video. It's a serious video. video. And I want it to be, you know, and it's... I think you were very, like, compassionate. Yeah. I was just wondering, it's like, am I too monotone and serious in that video? It's like, but then I thought Editing about it. Editing that like, was such a bitch. You said really, really. And I mean, even in the edited video, you say really, really like five times. I say. I, I took out like 20 really, really. Yeah, I tend to say really, really a lot. To emphasize, yeah. Yeah. Really, like, really. Damn, he says really, really yeah, a lot. Yeah, I do. And I think there's probably a couple other words that I duplicate a lot as well. Historically. Histor I don't think I say historically, historically. Yes, you do. Here's so here's the thing. And then another one is so when you get done with a conversation, you're like, what else? What else? Well, that I do because I'm asking, I'm trying to help people. You know. So 
that's a that's a that's pop- definitely Jeffism. That's a definite Skype. Brittany even called question. me out on it the other day. I was like having a conversation with her because I picked it up. I'm like, what else? She's like, did you just say what else? I'm like, <laughs> she's like, you hang out with that's Jeff's, Jeff's word. That's Jeff's word. Next. <laughs> uh, Sophia, in public, we are making great strides in ignoring distractions. That awesome. Was mostly. Good. Proud of you. Maddie posted the link to solidcanineTraining.com for more information about our training center. Oh, thank you. Bald face paints. Took my dog out of boot camp early. Changed equipment. Watched lots of your videos. Went to PetSmart. No barks, no overexcitement or piddling when cashier gave him a cookie. Love you guys. Oh, wow, that's good. Don't want to piddle Great when job. you get a cookie. Lucy. Hello, I have a six-month-old dog whose hair stands up on his back when he sees another dog in our walk. Yep. He doesn't bark or show other signs of discomfort. Do you think he will just outgrow this? Well, um, historically, dogs grow into things, not grow out of things. Historically, historically. So, um, I would, if you have a remote collar or if you've got that. So, if we had a remote collar on the dog, that would be a very light tap just to be like, hey chill out a little bit but all that really is is excitement if the dog didn't react you can just you know do a leash pop too just to just interrupt that you know that's not like a full-blown correction type thing um but dogs that's just arousal that's just you know slight arousal slight excitement next Lou, hi, J&J. Thanks for all you do for free. Maisie is seven months tomorrow and is doing well. Plenty needed yet, but everything I need is at my fingertips. Love you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Michelle, good evening, Jeff and Joelle and Maddie. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. She Wolf, good evening, J&J. Sending love and positivity your way. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely appreciate it and could always use more of it. Sure could. Yep. Joseph, just started with my mini educator. Corrected 70-pound, one-year-old for excessive barking at a level 50. He made a big yelp and jumped. Was a level too high, or should that be my correction level? Well, that you know, that's the thing. It's like levels go up and down, and all depends on what the environmentals are. So if the environmentals, you know, obviously nobody's comfortable with their dog making audibles. Nobody wants to hurt their dog, including me. You know, people think I, you know, it's, oh, he just wants to hurt dogs. I'm like, like, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, but I also understand that there's a certain level of discomfort for dogs to, um, that we're dealing with that are especially aggressive. Um, but for barking, usually um, what I would do is just play around with the levels. And did the dog stop? That's the big thing. Did the dog stop the barking? If the dog stopped the barking, it was the right level. I mean, it could have been too high. Could you have gone lower? Maybe, but you didn't. So what's done is done. Next. Michelle, Amazon has Sibians now. No one giving Bezos a hard time, LOL. Yeah, Sibians are... What is it? A Sibian, you get on it and ride it. What is it? It's a, you, it's a, it's a vaginal toy. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. It's like uh, you literally get on it. There's, well, there's a couple of kinds. There's a Sibian that actually, like, actually, like, goes in and out like this. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, they're also not cheap. Is it, like, mechanically? Yeah. It's mechanical. Oh it's electrical. Yeah. Never need a boyfriend again, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Damn. Katie, 
Hey, J&J, what age do you recommend starting a young dog puppy on a prong? Just curious. Thanks. Um, all depends on what you're trying to do with it. I mean, if you want to just condition the dog to it and get it used to the pressure, you can do it at 14 weeks old. Also, if the dog's dragging you around, it's like you might, you might, you might as well. But it's important that you're not using it for really for corrections, for obedience at all. Um, you know, you're just trying to get the dog used to the, the feeling of it around its neck. But even if it's not the prong collar, any collar, so many dogs, nothing is put around their neck at a young age. And what they do is they totally freak out at any leash pressure whatsoever. Next. Zach, hi guys, my pug started being food aggressive out of nowhere. I remembered one of these from a long time ago where you said you could stop it in one second. Did a good correction and I fixed it in one second. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Historically, that's what happens. <laughs> Historically. Yes. Look at that. Good job, Zach. Yeah. And there's a video on that as well. And dogs are, you know, the thing about that, Zach, is kudos to you. But also, dogs are killed in shelters for resource guarding, food aggression. They literally, they kill the dog. They take the fake hand, they go up to a dog that's eating out of a bowl, and if the dog attacks the fake hand, they kill the dog. Not every shelter does this. Absolutely not every do shelter does this. But many shelters do. Or they're like, oh, big problem, and they don't know how to fix it. But meanwhile, a remote collar can fix it extremely quickly. Like, extremely quickly. And that's why we do it. And I demonstrate that in my seminars. And it's like... Is it pretty? Does the dog look afraid? Does the dog look scared? Does it cause discomfort? Yes, it does. Absolutely. I mean, because if you don't stop a resource garter, a lot of dogs that are eating food, chewing a bone on a toy, dogs can resource guard everything. And somebody walks by and a lot of times it's a child the child could get bit. And for some reason, me being a really logical person, I'm just like, isn't it worth one second of discomfort to stop this child from getting bit? Because if the child gets bit, number one, it's going to be more than one second of discomfort. The child most likely will have to go to the emergency room. It's possible the dog will be put down. The dog will be surrendered. The child might have PTSD. Um, I mean, there's a host of host of issues. So to me, being a really logical person, why would you not stop that in one second? And someone could say, well, there's other ways to do it without pain. I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm sure there is. But... There's also a really effective way to do it with one second of discomfort. And why is pain such a bad thing? And again, we're not talking about obedience. Like I really wish people would stop at least with me and, 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 and my company, but it's mostly me is like categorizing all this. Like he trains with pain. It's like, no, I stop unwanted behaviors with discomfort but I don't train obedience with discomfort. No, no. But anybody that's working with, you know, really challenging dogs, there's discomfort. And some dogs just live in discomfort too. I mean, just think about it that way as well. I mean, a lot of dogs do. A lot of dogs live in a state of discomfort. Mm. You know, just like, 
like a lot of humans do. Humans that struggle with anxiety and depression um, are living in a state of discomfort constantly. Well, we have dogs like that that are always living in a state of discomfort. Next. Yep. Um, Murph, hey guys, love you both. Hope your week is going well. Yeah, things are good. We're leave, we leave for Frederick, Maryland tomorrow. What time are we leaving exactly? Because I haven't packed or anything. Or washed your hair. Or washed my hair. You Then you dictate the leave time. And I was going to help do some socials in the morning with Britt. Okay. So you dictate. As long as she doesn't have a flat tire again and can get her ass to work on time. <laughs> Someone's sabotaging her. Uh, M. Gurnpet. I have a 12-month pit mix. He'll be trying to bite the couch cover. When I stop him, he'll bite me. Like I am a toy. Not in an aggressive way, but when I try to put him in his crate, he will try to... to... Where's the rest? He will try to bite, I assume? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what I would do is, number one, that Elise should be on the dog, and there's obviously a rela- you have a relationship issue with the dog. So what I would do is I would start at the beginning um, and start with basic drills, kennel up drills. Um, what was the other obedience command that he was trying to do with the dog? She's just trying to put the couch cover on. He's trying to bite. Oh, oh, so the dog thinks that's a game. The dog thinks that that's a great bonker. Um, thing. So say your dog was, you're trying to put the couch cover on. The dog thinks it's fun. Literally the dog thinks it's fun to bite you and bite at the couch cover. The dog's having a good time. I hope people understand that. It's like the dog is enjoying itself. So you say no and you bonk the dog. If you don't know what a bonker is, go onto my YouTube channel. You will learn what a bonker is or just Google my name and you'll learn what a bonker is. Um, (laughs) so, um, it's like synonymous now. Um, um, so what you'll do is like, you make it suck to play that game. These are simple concepts. I'm really trying to make, I'm really trying to make these concepts simple. So there are children out there that like, could you imagine if, if every time I saw you, did you ever take like one of your brothers must've done this with a rubber band. They took a rubber band and they like, Yes, held it up to I your know arm it and they snapped too it. well. So could you imagine if every single time I you walked by me, I snapped a rubber band at you? Like every single time to the point of like 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. And I had fun doing it. Well, and you just said, you just said, ouch, and screamed and you hated it. Well, I'm not going to stop. Right. Because I'm a dick. So, um, uh, but if you like did something like... I don't know, throat punched me, you know. I, like I did to my brothers back yeah, in the day, stopped yeah, real quick. Yeah, it would stop really quick. Yeah. It's like, no, boom. Oh my God, what did you do that for? I did it because you hurt me every time I walked by. Yeah. So it's like, should you throat punch your dog? No, please don't do yeah, that. And that's that. not what I'm saying. Um, but what I'm saying is, it's like, and you probably shouldn't throat punch your brother or sister either. Um, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying though is is you have to learn how to apply a proper punisher to a dog that has them stop a behavior. Like you've got to figure out what motivates the dog to stop a certain behavior. It doesn't like, and everyone thinks punishment has to be like painful. Like, no, it's just intolerable. Wes, yeah. the biggest punishment in the world is withholding a ball from him. Yeah. I mean, you can do, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. Usually just saying no and shaking your hand is not enough, though. I mean, no, that's, it's like the dog that's trying to play a game with you, who's just going to think it's like more. That's part of the game. It's part of the game. They'll bark at you. They'll probably bark at yeah. you and they'll like do, Run this, around, do this little dance. The dodge and weave. Yep, yep, 
next um m says love your show in live well, thank you uh loka high i hope i said that right i really like that name it reminds me of hawaii for some reason yep what would you do if one of your board and train dogs turned out to be very aggressive when you try to train it she also pees in her kennel when she is corrected for barking at the other dogs well what like almost every dog that comes in here is aggressive that's what people need to understand that's what we deal with like we deal with aggressive dogs we deal with challenging dogs so what would we do like we expect it like we know the dog is aggressive that's why it's here so what would you do if you didn't know the dog was aggressive and now you find out once it's in your program that it is aggressive that's a conversation with the the owner and what happens a lot of the time is owners either don't know or in denial or are withholding information. But some owners don't know because they've never asked their dog to do anything. So a lot of times dogs will start being aggressive once you start asking them to do stuff. And it's like people are like, oh, no, you must be being mean to them. No, I've had actually dogs try to bite me just by applying a little bit of, a little bit of leash pressure to put them into a down like dogs object that's what they do they don't like being told what to do especially if they've had a life of not being told what to do and i'll humanize the shit out of this all day long i've got seven kids so it's like i'll humanize it all day long it's like tell your children like by the way we're starting a chore list and you have these five chores or 20 chores to do on a weekly basis, you're probably going to get a lot of talk back from them. It's like, oh, my God, you've never talked to me that way. It's like, well, you never gave them a list of chores to do either. Mm. Or you're like, oh, by the way, we're limiting TV time from unlimited to an hour and a half to two hours a night or whatever you decide. It's like, and the response you get out of them is like, oh, my gosh, since when did you talk to me like that? Well, you've never actually set those boundaries down mm -hmm. so it's the same it's the same with the dog a lot of times dogs don't like you telling them what to do especially if they've had a life of you not telling them what to do next true story good analogy that's the word right analogy yeah yes correct r to surf jeff also you introduced the prong collar as a communication tool should I introduce it at the beginning with things like sit in place before actually going on a walk? Probably place. Yeah. And all, and all this is just paired with food because like, we food train dogs here. You know, we do we do a ton of, I mean, I hate to throw out terms, but positive reinforcement training here. We do a ton. I mean, a ton of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely more positive reinforcement training than aversive training here. But... The aversive training stuff gets the most attention because, you know, we talk about it and we're transparent. And um, but anybody that's turning dogs around, there's always a moment in time where there's going to be an aversion next. Stacy, my two year old male GSC has started running, barking, hackles up at anyone he sees, including my husband arriving home. But it's just initial greet, then perfectly fine. I've tried high correction on e-collar. This is when he's off lead at home in the yard. We live on 26 acres. Yeah. So I don't know what high correction for you is. I don't know the collar fit. I don't know the collar brand. Um, 
you know, a lot of times what, what the dog, that's literally what it is, is it's just like, it's excitement. Your dog's just being excited. So you've got to figure out your high correction might not be high enough. Some inexpensive brands of collars are not very, very effective at all. You might have bad collar fit, um, but it's very, very common. The dog's just excited. Like that's what dogs do. Somebody comes home like your husband and the dog goes nuts. That's a very common, that's a very common response for, for a dog. So if you want to stop that, you would, you can say no, or just again, use the remote collar, but I don't know how you're using the collar. There is a, there, there is an art to using the collar. Next. Kibu, hi Jeff and Joelle with e-collar conditioning. How long is each session? Getting used to the stim, say place and recall. How many reps and how long? Five minutes and break for an hour? Um, well, we do one command at a time. We, and we teach one command at a time. It also depends on what level the dog is at. It also depends on the dog. Um, and then um, it, it's, it's usually more than five minutes. Next. Stacy, this is already read that. Um, Michelle, are you still planning on a seminar in Calgary? I didn't see it on your list. Michelle, can you send me that information again? I for some reason I was gonna I I, I had that I called them once and I can't find that email again, Michelle. So if you're the one that sent that information to me, can you send that to me again? I got no idea where it went. It's like where's where's all these emails going? Next. <laughs> where's all Jeff's emails going? Artisurf, I hope you someday come to Guatemala and give a huge seminar. It would be awesome. Yeah, I think right for right now, I'm staying in the U.S. We're going to stick to the U.S. ones next. Alex, I want to go to the Atlanta seminar, but I don't have the money. Is there a payment plan or something? Um, you can do pay it later through PayPal. I know when you go to the ticket, when you go to buy the ticket, there's a little tab that says pay it later. Click on that. And see what happens, but we don't offer any payment plan. Oh gosh! I know. Excuse well, me. we're like bouncing yawns back and forth. I know. Here. I know. It's really, really bad. Your question didn't bore me. Next, Stacy, you kind of answered my question when answering someone else. Oh, cool. CT Vader, hello J and J. Your latest DIY videos are great. I still need to schedule my Skype with Jeff. On to the question: How do you make it so the dog doesn't train for food? Um, you just start, you can do vari variable rewarding. And then once the dog understands the command, absolutely, you can start using a correction for non-compliance. But we wait till three to 500 reps. We do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reps with food, with marker, with rewards when it comes to, um, when it comes to training. It's so funny because there's all these videos out there about like, you know, the best of punishment from Jeff. Like people make these compilations. It's like, how come they don't take that sound bite? We use food to train dogs three to 500 times over and yeah. over and over and over again. How come that's not stuck in any videos? It's like, it's so incredible how people pick and choose how to portray, how to portray someone. And that's why a lot of smart people like they see these videos and they're like well that doesn't i need to find out the real truth yeah next um faux fish hey guys this is a question for both of you 
How do you motivate yourself to do so much stuff? I'm balancing two jobs, studying and dog training, and often find myself just too tired, lazy to do stuff. Um, I wouldn't call you lazy Mm-mm. at all. I'd call you already pretty motivated, like if that's all you did. Um, I think it's not as much of a motivation thing as it is a discipline thing. Um, but just to let you know, I struggle too. I mean, I struggle every day with Same. stuff. I have my daily struggles. Um, lately, with all the hate going on, I've been struggling more. I've been struggling more. Um, uh, I think that that um, it's it can be really, really challenging. Um, but, you know, no one's going to do the work for you. No one's going to do the work for you. So I think listening to podcasts, putting good information into your head, um, not beating yourself up. Um, that's important. But you just said you got what two jobs and go to school. That that's not someone who's lazy. That's pretty motivating in my book. Next. CT Vader. I feel he knows when I get the clicker and treat bag. Yeah, but just do your reps and then start start weaning the dog off the food. But their dog's just probably just excited to work, which is great. We want, if you've got a dog that's excited to work, that's wonderful. Because we deal with so many dogs that are just not excited to work. Next. Zach, mailman here. It's amazing how many people think their dogs aren't aggressive or won't attack when they aren't home. All these nice dogs with their hackles up that chase me. LOL. Yeah. You probably have special training. and I'm sure you've done your share of spraying dogs in the face with your little canister. Next. <laughs> CT Vader. Oh, yeah, that What We Do at Solid Canine was great. I watched it multiple times. So darn good. Great videographer and editing. That would be Joelle. Thanks, CT Vader. Next. Next. Oh, next. Sorry. <laughs> like, I, sorry. Michelle, LOL. Jeff has me saying historically, babe, take out the trash. Him, I was going to. Me, historically, you don't. <laughs> historically, I'm the raunchiest person in the chat. <laughs> Michelle. Historically, Always making me laugh. Historically, historically. Michelle, you are historically the raunchiest person. Next. True story. You're the only one that's ever talked about. Um, glass dildos. Glass dildos and the, uh, what's that toy that you mentioned? That, is a that A Sibian, yeah. People know, anybody that's a Howard Stern fan knows what a Sibian is. I feel like you are Howard Stern. <laughs> no, I'm not. But but actually, sometimes that's what this podcast like turns into. But but people, I mean, forget the sex part about Howard Stern. Like, take away all the sex stuff. Oh yeah. Take away all the things that are X-rated. Read his biography or watch his documentary of his of 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 his life, and you want to talk about somebody with work ethic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about somebody with work ethic and drive and sacrifice. Like, follow his story and what he did. It's pretty inspiring. Next. This hat, I'm just like, I just can't wait to wash my hair. Um, Cheryl, hi Jeff and Joelle, finally got here. Joelle, your hair looks wonderful, even with the hat covering it. <laughs> Thanks, Cheryl. That was no coincidence whatsoever. That was weird. Michelle, I already read that. Zach, who did the art of your dogs in the back? Um, her name is Erin, E-R-I-N, Freeland. Free land. And you can find her on Instagram. Next. Jack, it's not the worst thing in the world to talk like Jeff, unless you're talking about bonking. Yeah, I definitely don't want to be one of those bonking talkers. Next. 
Man, I already read Michelle. C.T. Vader. Another question. How do I stop a nine-month-old dog from humping his bed? Only does it in the morning. It's like a hot Saturday night every morning. <laughs> I mean, if you had a remote... It's not the worst way to wake up. I mean, it's not. I mean, well, you know, I don't think I've... I haven't woken up with a morning heart on for a long time, but... But I think that it's, but I think that it's, um, I mean, when you're 54, it's usually not the thing anymore. Um, but I think that, you know, you can stop it with a remote collar can stop it or just let the dog pump his bed. You know, two choices there. Next. Team J. Lou, how do I get my STD poodle? What does that mean? Standard. Oh. STD. Yeah. If it's on the screen, I read. I don't think he... <laughs> Guys, stop putting weird shit on the teleprompter. Right, right. right. <laughs> my, my poodle has... My poodle who has gonorrhea. You never know. Right. Maybe. Well, that would be gross. How do I get my standard poodle? How did that happen? <laughs> to leave the cat alone. Um, well, if he has an STD, the cat might. Right. <laughs> so, um, what you can do is... What you can do is I would, um, you can make chasing a cat suck. That's what you do. So historically, a remote collar on the dog, and the dog, your 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 um, uh, 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 poodle um, goes after the cat, and you would you would make it very uncomfortable to chase the cat. Next. <clears throat> random do dogs react to stoners better than caffeine addicts because most dogs love me lol well which one are you so i'm uh, assuming not the latter i don't know i mean that's i don't know you tell me i yeah, guess do I, a little do a little I, well you uh, have you actually have done your own study because most dogs love you so whatever which one you are um you know you know next Jenny, my seven-month puppy thinks biting is a fun game. I tried the shoving my thumb or finger in his mouth the dogs, technique yeah, the several dogs times too, the dogs, and very hard, but he just thought the game got rougher and he bit harder. Yeah, the dog's too old for that. That's like a 14-week and under protocol. It's time for a proper punisher, so no and then bonk, or no and then remote collar. Next. $18 top chat from Hannah. Hi, Howard Stern of dog training. At least we aren't talking about onions or homemade coronavirus remedies. Yeah. Oh, my God. The coronavirus is out of control. Yeah. I don't even want to go down that thing. Onions, though. I'm about to book a cheap-ass flight somewhere, though. I know you are. See you later. <laughs> I know you are. Back in a week. Uh, four ninety nine Top Chat from the Noble Dogs. What can we do to help you, Jeff? Already donated and shared the GoFundMe. Um, you know, what can you do is just keep plugging away. Just keep plugging away and keep helping, helping um, owners. Just keep helping owners. And keep sharing the truth and keep sharing the truth and that's and that and that's it i think owners are struggling i think um we're at, we're at a critical time right now in the dog training industry people are like it all it all started out and i've been predicting this for 15 years i really have and um people think this is like oh jeff is destroying the industry it's like maybe that sound it's like really conceited and it's not, though, because I hear the conversations out there. But it's like if I went away tomorrow, which probably would make a lot of people happy, you know, I assure you the problems would still exist. Mm -hmm. 
these problems are not going to go away. It has nothing to do with me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, what? it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. I think people need to really wake up. Um, I think owners, I think dog trainers need to stop bashing other dog trainers. I think dog trainers, that doesn't mean you have to be friends with them, but you definitely should stop bashing them and talking shit about them and spreading lies about them. And I think um, we should be more owner-focused. And then I think also owners who have been helped with um, the use of any type of aversive training. And that doesn't mean, like when you talk about aversive training, that's like, oh, so that's all you do? It's like, no, that's not all we do. But there is a point where you have to stop something that you have to use an aversion. Um, what's an aversion? It's a punisher. It's like you have to. It's like, it's like, oh, I can get like my dog to do this by giving it a reward. It's like if you said stop a behavior and then reward in the same sentence, I'm sorry, but it's a lie. And that doesn't mean that's all you, we do is use, you know, aversives, but it means when you're when you when you make a career out of working with challenging dogs, you actually are more aversive prone, I guess, or aversive heavy, I guess. We're not dealing with happy-go-lucky, easy-peasy dogs. Or if we can't train a dog because all the happy-go-lucky, easy-peasy training didn't work, we don't tell the owner you're fucked, kill the dog. Mm-hmm. When it's like one good correction could have saved that dog's life. I think that's the biggest thing that that people can do is just start really learning the truth. And I think owners owners are afraid though; they're afraid to speak the truth because they get ganged up on. Yeah. Because people are living in a fantasy world. Next. Turv dog is too anxious and nervous to eat. Went to the vet to have tests done, and nothing is found. He'll eat sometimes, but you can tell he's underweight. Is this psychological, and can it be fixed with training? Well. There's if the dog's not eating and it's not medical, psychological, I don't know. Behavioral, I mean, they do make weight gainer, they make an additive to food. You can start feeding raw. Most dogs like raw. Um, we've got a great ebook on our website um, that you can get. And I'm not saying that so you'll buy a book from, from us, it's an ebook. Um, but I'm just saying though, not too many dogs would pass on raw food. Next. Michelle, I want to convey off the food aggression. You could reward every time your hand came near the food, but I feel that's best used before the reactivity starts as you can always, as you always say, you come into the scene of the crime after they've already started the behavior. It's your responsibility to stop it, not make new habits around it. So it goes away. Just make it stop. That's your job. Yeah. I mean, people have to remember, it's like nobody says, hey, Jeff, we want to hire you. Our dog's not food aggression. We want to do, we want to spend, we want to pay you for one hour of you sticking your hand in the dog's right. food bowl. Preventative measures. It's like the dog's like, why would I do that? The dog's not food aggressive. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you would hire me after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like we get hired to solve problems. That's what we do. And so many people will say, oh, it's how you raise them. So what you're doing is, I agree, but they assume that you're being mean to the dog. It's like, but what you're doing is you're blaming the owner. Mm -hmm. You're putting, you're putting all this blame on the owner for messing up their dog. It's like, 
you can mess up your dog with too much affection. In fact, most people do mess up their dogs with too much affection because they reward unwanted behaviors. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but still, it's like how it's it's really if you really truly cared about the human and the dog, you would do whatever it took to stop the dog's bad behavior because if you don't, the dog's going to die. Like we had a pregnant couple in here with a dog that's like, I can tell that if, if, if we don't stop the problem, the baby's possibly going to get bit and then the dog has to be killed. That's just the way it is. Like dogs that bite children don't live. Oh, well, you can find another family. Where? Where are these families? Where are these families and where does this dog go? I mean, is it, can they go somewhere? Sure. There's wonderful rescues out there that the dog can go to to eventually find a home. They can go into a foster home. Yes, they exist. But there's so many dogs looking for homes right now. And there's so many dogs out there that are not biting children. So... You know, and then if you go, you know, somebody was telling me they went to the local animal shelter and they were going up and down the aisle reading all the requirements of all these dogs. And the requirements of these dogs, like what they need is unlike, like you need, literally every dog needs like the perfect home. Mm -hmm. It's like they don't exist. Or how about this? Just train the fucking dog. Or just train the fucking dog. Mm -hmm. dog. Dog gets overexcited and jumps on people. It's like. Why don't you just fix that and then take and then like erase it off of their little scorecard right there? Right. That's easy to fix. Yeah. It's easy to fix. Next. Um, Catherine says, love you guys. I love you too. M says, thank you. I'm getting the bonker. Yeah, just make it. You don't have to get it. Well, you can buy a towel. buy a towel. Dollar 32 at Walmart. Number 64 rubber bands. Yep. Hannah, one out of two, took my leash reactive Aussie for a walk when a dog ran up behind us and latched onto her. I scooped up my dog and kicked. I missed, but my husband kicked and made contact. Good. The owner yelled at us for kicking her dog, but changed her tune when I combed through my dog's fur looking for blood. Oddly, my dog is slightly less leash reactive after that. Not sure what that's about, but I'll take it. Yeah, that's highly unusual. complete opposite of what usually happens. Yeah, that messes up dogs a lot. Mm. That messes up dogs a lot. And it's just like, your dog ran up to my dog and bit my dog. It's right. Like, yes, your dog's going to... Take freaking responsibility. Like my do- God. Your dog's going to get a boot. It's just the way it is. Because it's like, if a dog's going to go to a vet, I, I don't want it to be mine. And it's like, oh, let's flip that around. So dog, so Jeff, again, it's like, I just say this stuff because people make these videos about me all the time. Mm-hmm. Jeff encourages people to kick dogs. I'm like, I... If an off-leash dog comes racing at you, of course I do. Like, have you never seen a dog attack another dog when you're walking down the street? Right. Like, have you never seen that? Like, I've got hundreds, if not thousands of stories of, of, of people that are in my social media audience that that has happened to. It's a fact of life. Mm-hmm. It's a fact of life. Next. Ryan. Oh, 499 Top Tap from the Noble Dogs. Thoughts on taking two weeks off to decompress and go on vacation? What's the worst that could happen? Oh, for me, the worst that could happen is um, I won't be able to do it. Um, <laughs> you go nuts. Give give Grant his four ninety nine back. I don't want your fucking advice, Grant, on that one. <laughs> 
Why don't you just go on vacation? Next. <laughs> Ryan. Hey, Jeff. First off, thank you. You're welcome. Your videos and advice are amazing and work. However, how can we... How can I stop my dog from clawing at doors or gates when we leave the area or when she is outside? So, oh, so if the dog's outside, it's probably what clawing on like the, 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 door, to the door to come back in. A remote collar will help you that with that dramatically. You make it suck. So it's like you dog tries to get back in. You make it suck to do that with a remote collar. And then historically, the dog will stop. I say historically a lot because that's like that was a perfect context for historically. it. Historically, because that's what usually that's usually what happens. So here's the thing: they 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 stop they stop doing it. Like if if all of a sudden text started like you know chewing up like I don't know a blanket that he's lying on, and I correct and if he had a remote collar on and I corrected him, he would most likely stop. Mm-hmm. It's like that's how you stop stuff. Next. Um, I already read that. Super cheeses. <laughs> Jesus or Jesus? Super cheese us. Oh, so cool. super cheeses. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like that name. Uh, five-month-old doodle hates to be groomed and brushed. My groomer said he needs a trainer. No, I don't. How do I stop it? Love you guys. Thanks. Actually, groomers. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. That, I mean, I'm. I'd find a new groomer because. Groomers have got some pretty mad dog skills. I mean, mad meaning like really good. Yeah. So I would find a groomer who's like doesn't put up with dog shit from dogs. That's what I would do because there's groomers out there that have got lots of skill sets. It's like there's no way this your average groomer has met a dog that didn't like to be brushed or or like groomers get nipped at. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Groomers are pretty badass. Next. Carry Monster, deaf dogs and prong collar training. Any tips? Yeah, it's no different than a hearing dog. So it's like the question is not deaf dogs and prong collar training. The question is deaf dogs and dog training. Mm. So, so what you're going to do is you're just going to be including hand signals and probably more food luring and stuff like that. Four ninety nine top chat from the noble dogs from frozen let it go let it go okay now you're <laughs> quoting fucking disney films right. Let it go. <laughs> right i'll quote lion king next it's a great movie um cmll hi guys hope you're doing okay need some help with the prong feel like it is either too snug or too loose yeah he has a long neck pointer mix with lab suggestions yeah um if you're in be- if you're in between sizes i mean to have it a little bit loose is not the worst thing in a wa- in, in the world and you can always put a flat cu- flat buckle collar below it that can keep it up a little bit higher also i mean it doesn't have to be i mean ideally yes it's up high but if it slides down a little bit it's not the worst thing in the world next brandon hi jeff my dog is very rough he always steps on people jumps on people when they're sleeping tramples the cat how could i teach him to be more gentle and get him to understand he's hurting people so i would teach the dog the out command meaning get out of here so your dog doesn't have spatial recognition or awareness so i would teach the dog to like literally like get out of here next stacy i'm using a mini educator dialing up 
to 80 to 100. He's yelping but still running through it. If I use it when he gets to him, he'll air snap by him. What's he talking about? Oh, the dog chasing other dogs. Like it chases dogs down. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's more than that. I mean, believe it or not, we use a stockyard whip. That's what that is. Is it is a dog? I think that's... it's. And you remember it chasing something. It's either chasing a cat or a dog. This dog. Can I have it? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. Um... Oh no, no, rushes people. This is on the twenty-six acres of property. I oh believe. yeah. So I would start out high. I wouldn't dial up next. Um, M Gurnpit, are you coming to Jersey? Um, yeah. We sure are. Yeah, we sure are. Pretty soon, actually. Go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. We'll be in Jersey within a couple months, actually. Yeah. Next. Sean, hi, guys. I have a one-and-a-half-year-old Mal. My trainer told me not to let him lick me because he's trying to dominate. What do you think? Do you let your customer's pets lick the owners? I mean, I don't know about trying to dominate you. I, I personally don't want to be licked by my dog. So to me, that's personal choice. If you enjoy your dog licking you and your dog has got behavioral issues that are not an issue, then who cares? Then who cares? Right? But I mean, I don't think a dog that licks an, uh, its owner is trying to dominate them. I think the dog just thinks you taste good. Next. Levi, in a situation where a dog rushes us and my dog's reactivity escalates to a dog fight, is that now aggression or maximum reactivity? What are good drills for existence? We do downstays and sores. I think that was supposed to be like separate questions, but now I'm just reading them all because Levi went on a rant. Do you want me to read them all or break them up? There's like five in a row from Levi. Well, okay. So if it goes to a dog fight, that's not reactivity. That's a dog fight, which would be a grab. But again, it's like the dog's rushing you. So, I mean, there's certain circumstances. I mean, most dogs, most dogs don't like off-leash dogs racing at them. That usually does not end well, especially if your dog is on a leash and the off-leash dog rushes at you. That usually does not end well. And then there's more. Yes. Okay. But like separate questions. Okay. Um, what are some good drills for existence? We do downstays in stores and in parks with lots of distraction, but can't seem to make it to where the dog, where there is no reaction and he can create his own space. With what I've seen, it's moderate reactivity, but in your experience, do some dogs not get over a certain point in training? Um, I, dogs definitely have caps. Absolutely. But also depends on Levi on your skill set too. So, I mean, it, we see it at seminars all the time. So we see owners that come into our seminars that have been following us for a long time. They've been following our protocols. Mm -hmm. They go to a seminar. I show them a couple of little things to do, the things to change up. And all of a sudden they have better progress. So it's like, it could be just like a small tweak. It could be a small tweak. But on the other hand, there are absolutely dogs that have got, like, certain caps. Next. Levi, what are the best drills to do for getting over this? We're establishing a structured pack walk at a local park. Oh, good. That'll be fun. Dogs on leash, no greetings, take turns passing each other at a distance, closing distance over time. 
if using place and a tie back a good way to train existence what's the correction like for reactivity in this drill so obviously the the, the a correction for reactivity is to recognize it prior to when it happens and correct then once the dog is already being reactive historically you've already missed it and you'll if anything a lot of the times you'll ramp the dog up even more next team j lou did a 199 top chat oh thank you senna not a question but i want to say to you both thank you oh no that for every negative comment you receive there are several others you have helped myself and my two dogs included thank you for still posting content Thank you so much, and it's true. I mean, I would say for every negative comment we get, we probably get 100 positive comments. But the way the human mind works, it's really weird. It that, always wants that, to focus that, on that focuses one negative. On, it focuses on the negativity, and it's not just my mind. It's a lot of people's minds. It's a lot of people's minds. Um, that's why a lot of people don't read their movie reviews. They don't read their book reviews. Um, they don't read their social media content reviews. They have someone else do their social media for them. Um, they just want to keep their head down and and do their stuff. Next. Levi, on recall, my one dog comes in super fast. She turns on a dime, and I love she comes fast, but how do I slow it down when she gets closer? Um, you can recall your dog to, like, a place, to, to like, a spot, like, to, a, um, like, a little disc, like, recall to a front which we don't really teach, but we but we do. We, we, we recall dogs to a sit. Recall dogs to a sit. Next. Stacy, I realize I need to go back to basics and reinforce place during high excitement times as well. I seem to quite often forget about place. Yeah, place is every... I mean, in my world, place is a lot. Like, my dogs are in... All five dogs. All five dogs in this room right now are in place. It's like, what else? If you just think about it, Stacy, it's Stacy, right? So if, yeah. you, if you think about it logically, it's like, what else would the dogs be doing? Like, we're, we're doing a podcast right now. There's five dogs in the room. I can't imagine them walking around Wrestling. the room. Yeah, I just can't. So to me, it's a lifestyle. It turns really into a lifestyle thing. It's like, what else would they be doing? So look at it that way. Just think about it. Think about, start thinking about things logically. It's like, well, when we're, when we're watching TV, our dog just like walks around the house randomly. It's like you're missing you're missing out on great great training time that's great training time for you next selena i have two gsd my female one year since a puppy my male one to two years old from the shelter um he minds at home but not while out in public on a walk my female always checks in with me where's the rest oh but my male is overstimulated He's not leash reactive or aggressive, but is completely disconnected. I've set boundaries since he was brought home. Is it because we haven't had him since a pup? No, it's not. It's not. It, it's got nothing. To, it actually has zero to do with that whatsoever. So if your dog doesn't give a shit that there's somebody at the end of the leash, which happens a lot, what I would do is I would start doing a bunch of 180 drills. I would do your driveway drills. I would turn right, turn left. Every time you turned, I would do some pretty firm pops. I, there's a lot of dogs that just don't care that there's an owner at the end of the leash. Next. 499 from the Noble Dogs. How do you know when a dominant dog collar is more appropriate than a prong, other than if they redirect or try and attack other dogs? Um, usually, it, so on some dogs, the prong collar will escalate aggression or escalate reactivity, or the dominant dog collar will shut it down. Usually on dogs that are human aggressive and dog aggressive, 
the dominant dog coward is going to be is to, is going to be the, the the tool of choice because that's going to give you lots of self-preservation. Next. Um, Cheryl, I totally agree with you, Jeff. We trainers need to stop hating on each other. If you don't like a technique or a tool, don't use it. But as you've said, and I say it as well, where are the videos of positive-only trainers fixing dangerous dogs who bite people and animals? I want to see it. If they showed it, I'd watch and add it to my toolkit, but I haven't found it anywhere. You're probably not going to see it. You're probably not going to see it. Just logically thinking, if we thought logically, you're not going to see it. Because it it's not being done. It's just not being done. A lot of people will say it's being done, but it's not being done. You're just, I mean, and this is not like, I mean, people get really defensive when you make these statements. It's like, you're, it's like anybody that makes a statement saying that they can rehab a dog without any sort of aversive is either doesn't understand what an aversive is or they're lying. And that doesn't like, it's just, it's just, it's common sense. It's common sense. It's like, it's like saying I flew to Paris without an airplane. With what? Or just your arms. It's like, no, you didn't. You didn't, didn't, you didn't just fly with just your arms and what feathers attached to it. Like they tried to do when they first were before Orville and, and, Right. The Wright brothers, which are from Ohio, before they started doing it. It's like, no, it, it wasn't done. Next. This is an interesting analogy. 499 yeah, Top probably Chat. probably not the best analogy at not all. Not at all. Um, Carrie Monster said, thank you. Love your videos. You help my dogs and I so much. Oh, you're welcome. <sighs> Maddie posted the link to the raw feeding book. Oh, thank you, Maddie. A Bataglia. Hi, J&J. My dog was a green dog, and she knew commands, but as soon as she got older, started to give me the middle finger. Yep. Adverses were a game changer. Holding my dog accountable made her and me better. Yeah, that's what happens. A lot of people, too, it's like, I've got the best dog ever, but it's like, yeah, but it's six months old. It's like, you haven't even started yet. It's mm -hmm. like, you haven't even started down the road yet of, like... You can lay the foundation, but their behavior and, overall and, will most likely right. change. Right. And some people are like, and another couple in, you know, the couple with the Rottweiler. And I think they're, and, and it seems like, I mean, they came here when their dog was six months old. The dog's almost two years old. They're going to have a baby in four months. And I feel like we've watched their whole journey. I just love them yeah. as clients. And it's like, got the dog, got married, now they're having a baby. It's like we've been there for all the stages. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> I've got a good feeling everything will work out okay, but you don't know till you know. Yeah. A lot of times you just don't know till you know. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Um, Gina. Oh, no. four ninety nine from Michelle. Oh, yeah, yeah. She always wants me to say dumb shit. Bum fuzzle. Lollygag. Batrakami Yomaki. Malarkey. Caddy Wampus. Just more words I want Joelle to say. <laughs> that was worth four ninety nine. Caddy Wampus. <laughs> I like that word. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll swap that out. Caddy Wampus. We'll swap that out for historically. I think I said the long one right. Batrakami Omaki. Yeah. That sounds like a, that sounds like a new drink at Starbucks. <laughs> one of those. Yep. 
Um, Gina, hey guys, SA, separation anxiety has gotten really bad since moving into our new house. Yeah, it happens. Pros and cons of bark collar versus remote collar. I have time to work with him. I just hate knowing he's anxious while we're gone. So the remote collar, historically, the remote collar is not going to work when you're not gone because it you need a human to push the button. The, the bark collar is going to work when you're not gone because it works remotely. Dog barks, collar goes off, and that's if it's at the right setting. So the bark collar is going to benefit you much more, but it pretty much just has one purpose. It stops barking, where the remote collar can train tons of commands, stop tons of commands. Next. Hey, Bataglia, all with your help. Also considering coming to Buffalo, do you think green dogs are valuable at seminars? Yeah, green. it's always good to have a green dog at a seminar because... Especially Lucy because she's the goodest girl and she's food motivated. But that dog's not green anymore. Yeah, but if she's going to come, I would imagine she would bring Lucy. Right? Hey, Bataglia? Yeah, she's one of our... She was at the Providence seminar. Right, right. I don't know. Do you think green dogs are valuable at some? Yeah, in general, yeah. They're in real, general, they're, yeah. They're really valuable because we, we need to be able to show, like, we need a dog that's never done something so we can show a protocol. Next. Mm, Crescent Moon Girl. My dog got in a fight at the dog park. He shrugged it off after and was friendly to the other dogs. What can I do to make sure he doesn't become dog aggressive? He got into a dog fight? Mm -hmm. He started it or he just... He says got in a dog fight. Yeah. Shrugged it off and was friendly to other dogs. Yeah. Well, then... What what can you do? I mean, hope, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that he just shrugged it off. A lot of dogs will start being dog reactive or dog aggressive after a fight at a dog park. Uh, that's why we're not big fans of dog parks. So, you know, it might have just been I don't know how intense the fight was, um, but you have some dogs that that's literally a game changer for them. So, what can you do? I guess, see what happens. Take it from there. Next. Which Ra is sort of like half-ass crappy mm -hmm. advice. Random said stoner. LOL. Sorry, I forgot to answer sooner. Oh, so. So dogs like you better. Dogs like you better. Well, there you go. There's your answer. Yep. Jenny, what to do about overly friendly seven-month small dog that ran up to strangers jumping, smacking their knees? Should I shock him every time? Also, he lets out one loud bark out of nowhere randomly in the stores. Maybe bored? No, the dog's not bored at all. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't shock the dog for jumping on people. I, I'd have the dog on a leash and not and correct it, not allow it to do it. I would actually role play how to stop jumping, and I've got a video on that next. Brooke, dog has separation anxiety. We are working hard on crate training, but it's a long process. He will still chew his crate after about an hour, but will chew up the house otherwise. Mm. <clears throat> when leaving for work, what should we do? Let him destroy his teeth or destroy our house? Um, neither. By the way, you guys are awesome for doing these Q&As. That's, that's a hard one to do. So what you do is <sighs> this. Is. Definitely want to crate the dog. Definitely want to crate the dog. What you want to do is you want to start teaching that dog how to do a great downstay in a crate. And then what you want to do is set up a little video camera, like a nanny cam, and then have it on the dog. And then what you want to do is go outside, pretend you're leaving, sit in your car. It's like, look at this freaking nanny cam. Wait for the dog to start chewing on the crate and then correct the dog. And then correct the dog for doing that. 
that's a very difficult one though sometimes because it's like you've got to catch the dog in the act but i would role play and, and it could be as easy as like at night i mean are you creating the dog at night i was just gonna say that they start cr- doing it while you're in the house yeah i mean but I, put the dog in a different room yeah and but sometimes the dogs won't do it though they're like nope dog does fine in the crate overnight it's only when it's only when um they actually leave. They, we leave, we leave, we mm, leave the house. And you go drive around the corner. But you definitely don't. I, I don't want either as well, but I don't want my dog to destroy my house. Sophia, Bruno, my Dobie, and I had a nice and intensive six-mile biking sesh today. Oh, wow. Do you two have any favorite exercise activities to do with your dogs? I like playing chuck it. It's easy. It's quick. It's one and done. Get it over with. I like uh, hiking. Yep. And Take, swimming them. Swimming is fun, too. Yeah. Except when they jump into nasty ass water and I have to bathe them. Yeah. So Ugh. probably swimming first and then uh, chuck it second. Next. Eric, when working on walking and healing, do you have a preference on prong or e-collar? I'm currently working with her with an e-collar for recall. I mean, I think I think whatever choice, whatever works for you best. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of just training your dog. So whatever tool is best for you to get the results you want, then you should do it. That's just my philosophy. Next. Beast mode fitness. When walking my pit bull, she gets anxious and leash reactivity when she sees or hears a dog. When correcting with prong or e-collar, she increases her behavior. Help, please. Yep. So what I want you to do is do watch the spatial pressure video that we've got posted up on um, uh, YouTube watch the um, driveway drill video that we've got posted up on YouTube and start there next. Blake, the purely positive trainer's excuse is that they didn't want to put the dog in that state of mind again. I called bullshit. No response. Well, I mean, that seems to be a common thing, but it's like, but the dog's going to be get like that again. And you have to recreate things. You've got to recreate the, the dog's unwanted behavior so you can stop it. And it's like, Fine, trainer, you don't want to put the dog in that situation, but the dog's going to be in that situation. If you own an aggressive dog, it's going to be aggressive more than one time. So it's going to be aggressive with the owner. So who cares? Who cares? I mean, and why not put the dog in that state of mind again? Like, that's how you fix a problem. So that's why that's why they do this, this you know, under threshold. But under threshold doesn't work in the real world. Under threshold might work in a classroom, but it doesn't work out there. That's where that's where the real the real training, you know, there's lots of excuses. There's always lots of excuses. Next. Michelle, if the email was Calgary Balance Trainer location, I did not send you that email. Okay. We don't have any. You do. I've got to find it. Janet, my five-month-old rescue I've had for four weeks is totally attached to me. I have a grandma cam on him. A grandma cam? What's a grandma cam? Probably like a baby cam. Oh, I've never for, heard of it called a grandma cam. But for grandmas. Oh, Just oh. Spy on your grandma. God, <laughs> I have a grandma cam on him. Man, the last thing I want That I used on my mom. I What? I see he cries and whines in the crate when I leave. What should I do? So I've never heard of that. I would not want to see my grandmother... Like, or my mom. ...changing into her bathrobe. I guess you have to at some point, though. Got to make sure these ladies... I remember once when I was a little kid, probably Angelo's age, he's seven, I walked in on my grandmother naked at her house in Rochester, New York. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Lakewood, New York. That's a really good memory. I don't think I can remember. It, it was not a good memory. Seven-year-old memories. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. So you have to you have to set it up and um, use the remote power to stop it. Julie says hi, guys. Hey, Julie. CMLL, you never talk bad about colleagues or anyone. Period. No, I don't. I I don't I don't talk. I I was just talking to somebody today about that. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine writing anything negative online. Like on my own page, let alone someone else's page, but especially someone else's page. I cannot fathom the concept of me ever typing any negative words on somebody else's social media page or chat room or forum or 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 something like that. What was that? Bag of dog liver treats. Oh. Was that in your pants? It was in my hoodie pocket. Oh, um, I, I just can't imagine doing that. I mean, I think it's I think it's an interesting type of person that does that too. Like that that like who does that? I get the most I get the most vile fucking hate and then I go to their bio to see who it is and it's like this like little old lady or this person that is like works for a company and I'm like do people really know like the true you like that's you that's the true you you just revealed yourself like the internet reveals people yeah yeah it's really interesting next oh my god I'm like so tired for some reason yeah workout kicked my butt today um where am I? A.J. Briggs. Had PetSmart turn my one-year-old German Shepherd and I away as we showed up for our first obedience class. Trainer was not eager to meet my dog, but instead immediately went into a rant about aggressive breeds. Sad. Who does that? Well, I mean, every dog can be aggressive. Right? Like we, see, we see dogs that are aggressive. I mean, to me, that would, I, that's a concern. Next. Julie, I'm not used to the new time. I'm on the West Coast. I will remember it, though. In the meantime, replays. Yeah. So 7 o'clock is going to be historically the new time. Next. Historically. CMLL. We should bonk people, too. LOL. No, I think we should have empathy. Mm-hmm. I try to have empathy. I really try hard. Next. Um, a Bataglia. Joelle Lucy would definitely be there with me. By June, she'll be over a year, so not at maturity. No, you'll probably have a whole host of new problems. Way different dog, because she came to what seminars? Was it December? No, October. So she was much younger. So she was only like seven months old, I think, then. Yeah. Yeah. So she's probably way different now. Yeah. Um, Julie, I've been working driveway drills with my dog Lily, and it's so funny because she gets way tired. Yeah. I love that you said under threshold doesn't work in the real world no. because a threshold doesn't work for my Lily. It, it doesn't work. We're not even talking about dogs. We're talking about humans. It just doesn't work. It, I mean, it just, it literally, it just doesn't work in life. Next. Karen GSD lover. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Karen. How hey, are Karen. you? Sophia, on raw feeding, I've seen loads of people say you can't get meat from the grocery store as it's not safe because it's meant to be cooked. <laughs> Is this true? I do 50-50 raw and kibble right now. Um, in the United States, that's a falsehood. Next. 
Mr. Crazy Milo, how do you keep your anger or frustration from getting in the way of training dogs? I don't have anger. Or frustrate like no. I have frustration, but I don't have anger. Um, don't don't train when you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Or or do a or do a do personal growth and do a check in. It's like just remember things don't make so say you struggle with anger issues right so say you struggle with anger issues so a lot of people like to say oh you make me so angry it's like nobody can make you angry that's your response to the situation it's sort of like a traffic jam it's like two cars next to each other one person's really angry because they're in a in a traffic jam the other person's smiling and happy because they get to listen to their audiobooks for longer. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's more of an internal thing. I think that's a good check-in to for you to work on yourself. Um, but you definitely should not work a dog um, when you're angry or frustrated. I think it's a good time just to just have a take a step back. And be like, I need to take a break. And then don't feel guilty about it because you're not being productive. And you should definitely not talk to your spouse when you're angry. Next. Um, Africa, you guys are great. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Sophia, it also takes 20 minutes for him to eat one turkey wing, LOL. Wow. Wow. It's a long fucking time. It's a you got a slow eater. Um. Barista boy soccer. Jeff, what is troubling you? You seem upset. Sending you my positivity. Really? Um, I'm not upset at all. I think I'm mellower. I think I think these show I think on these shows, ever since we switched to seven o'clock, I don't know what it is, but I think I've um, <laughs> um, I've gotten mellower. He's been filtered to the seven PM <laughs> yeah. after dinner show. Yeah. I think it's no longer the late night um, show. I think since a week before Florida, I've been just um, I've noticed a change in myself, and I think it's more of um, it, it's it's just, I think that there's this mental exhaustion going on, um, and then I think that it's uh, there was sickness going on. Um, I think also, and I thought, and I've talked, and I was talking to somebody yesterday, actually a client about this. I think this worldwide hate campaign, I think it's probably taking a toll on me mentally. I really do. I really do. That could be something that could, that, that could be it. I think I'm troubled by it because I feel really, really bad for the industry. And I'm really um, concerned about dog owners not getting the truth anymore I think that's it but as far as like me feeling um, what were the words that you used troubled Troubled. Um, there's a lot on my mind there's a lot on my mind yeah I, I think that's a good uh, you know there's a lot on my mind let's put it that way next $18 top chat from Hannah I will have a six-month-old and eight-month-old Doberman at the Atlanta seminar that are so green. Are there private lessons available, or can I beg you to use my oldest dog as a demonstration dog? Um, you don't have to beg me at all. We'll just do it next. Um, 
Eric. Make sure you buy your ticket. Can you use a dominant collar and e-collar together while walking? Yeah, you can, absolutely. Dominant dog collar can be like what the leash is attached to, and then the remote collar can be used for, you know, tons of stuff. Next. A Bataglia, we were there in December in Providence. Oh, I thought it was like not that recent, but Buffalo the, the is December, way closer to the, me. The, the December um, sp sp special one we did. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, that is honestly where my mind is right now. Yeah. yeah. Good about definitely going to be a different dog yeah. by then. Yeah, good to Buffalo. Buffalo will be fun. Michelle, what would it be like to live under threshold as a person? There would be no growth, no pain, no joy, no progress. Yeah, I think, you know, we exact, you said it right. Mm -hmm. you'd, you'd have zero growth. You'd have zero growth. I think you need to push yourself constantly. Next. Mr. Crazy Milo, great answer to the frustration. Love that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Ryan, hi, y'all. My dogs are an ever-evolving bundle of joy. I'm happy I found you, too, when I did. I can't imagine what life would be like without your advice. Oh, thank you. I think I'm also listening to the questions more. Like, right now, I just, whoever just said about troubled, I think I'm just like, like, right now, I'm just like, like, really listening to the questions. And maybe I'm, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to have a more serious show. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if that's good or bad. but Serious Jeff. Yeah, maybe. Next. Does it mean I'm not allowed to put filters on you anymore on Snapchat? No, when we go on when we go on the road, you can still do all your silly stuff. Okay, great. Yeah. Stacy, my three GSD, two-year-old, and 12-week-old, all on place while I watch your show. Thank you. I need to use place during specific high excitement times, like when he sees people arrive. Inside, they go directly to crate when a car pulls in it's when they're outside loose i'm having the issue i will try place with high correction yeah i mean outside you don't have to do place you just have to stop like just like stop the unwanted behavior that's the big thing that's all you probably care about is like i really don't care where you are is outside as long as like you just stop that behavior next Sophia went on a pack walk in D.C. last month. We live in Northern Virginia. Oh, I was nice. really nervous because I didn't know what type of people, dogs, behaviors that would be there. You never know. Turnout was 40 plus and every dog was on, was on a proper lead and kept a good distance. Oh, wow. Amazing. Going to another in Great Falls this month. Awesome. That's great. It sounds like a good group of people that you found. Yeah. Show's almost over, guys. So. All right. We got like two more. Okay. AJ Briggs. Yeah, I was pissed at PetSmart. The trainer was talking about teaching dogs right from wrong, yet she singled out my German Shepherd before I had any chance to do so. We were in our class for about three minutes. Yeah. I mean, some trainers yeah. don't have the best people skills, so let's just chalk it up to that. Next. Um, We should probably end the show on this one. Okay. Mr. Last Crazy question. Milo, thanks for the great effort to help dog owners. You might have a lot on your mind, but know that you have and continue to help many means a lot let that marinate a bit yeah i think about that a lot so who's that mr crazy milo thank you so much and, and i'm doing okay guys just to, you know i'm just i'm contemplating a lot lately i think there's just a lot to contemplate there's a lot to contemplate you know there's a lot going on out there mm -hmm. there's a lot going on out there so um when you're as passionate as I am and you actually give a fuck, like, things can get interesting. Things can get interesting. So, but anyway, but it was a pleasure talking to all of you. Yeah. And, great um, show. Great show. We should be on, um, well, I feel like we'd be better off maybe doing Friday night because we're always we're supposed so to go tired. Out to, we're all supposed to go out to dinner Friday night. Oh, we are? Yeah. Cool. With Josh and Julie. And then Saturday night, 
we we when we're because we're parked in their at their house we can do a show probably inside because okay. Gabby will probably let us inside. So, um, what house are we parking at? Their normal house, their old house. Oh, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because we can plug in there. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so we'll see everybody possibly Saturday night. Um, you'll know because we put a link up on Facebook, and you'll also get a YouTube alert. On the road, we try as long as we've got Wi-Fi. But if everything plans out accordingly where we're staying then we should be able to do it but again it also depends on exhaustion level because seminars are just it's gonna be a big one exhausting they're exhausting all right take care everybody madly madly in love with you